Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and share a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much this morning for your word. Lord, as we come before your holy word this morning, we pray for humility. Lord, we need humility so much because when we don't have it, Lord, we cannot receive We think we know, we think we receive, but in reality, we do not. We pray for humility, for openness, for the spirit of revelation and wisdom in the knowledge of God. We thank you for your presence here today. Thank you that we shall never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This morning, we are celebrating our Thanksgiving Sunday service and uh, we are saying thank you to the Lord for his goodness. Amen. Amen. God has been good to us. Hallelujah. God has been good to us. How many know that he's been good? Huh? Very good. Now as we go on in, in, in life, the, the title of my message is Thank You, Lord. Now, as we go on in life, we need to be careful to develop a thankful attitude, a thankful posture in life. Thankful always to God. Thankful to those who help us. Thankful to parents, thankful to Almighty God for many, many things that he does for us. When you are not thankful and grateful, you develop four problems. Say four problems. Number one, the problem of forgetfulness. You are very forgetful because you do not remember how you came to be where you are. You do not remember what others like you are into and what you have been delivered from. When you, when you look at others and what situation some others similar to you are in, and you, and you compare yourself, you realize many times that God has been good to you, but when you are forgetful, you, you forget all these realities. Number two, the problem of deception. You become deceived. You, you tend to think of yourself as the author of your blessings. You think of yourself as the engineer. 
the one who is engineering good things in your life, which is again a deception. Because the Bible says a man can have nothing except it be given to him from above. If God does not give you something, you will not have it. You know, when, when Pontius Pilate was talking to Jesus and so on, and he was saying, don't you know that I have power to release you? Jesus said to him, listen, you have no power except it's given to you from above. So, you don't have anything except God gives it to you. Can I have an amen? amen. Number three, you develop a problem of pride. Pride. People who are unthankful and people who are forgetful and people who are deceived are often proud. And pride is the insidious killer of Christianity. It is the insidious disease that drives out and drowns out the word of God and everything you need from God. Let me tell you something. The Bible says, except you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? It means that as far as everything concerning God is concerned, as it were, you have to become as simple-minded as a child. Otherwise, you can't enter it. You can't enter salvation unless you become like a child. You can't be saved. You can't. You have to become like a child. In other words, you have to become nothing. What is a child? A child is nothing. A child is nobody. He may be, he may be, he may be whatever. But he's three years old, four years old, six years old. A child is just a child. He may be the queen's child or the king's child or the prince's child. He's a child. A child is a child. And a child believes. A child listens. A child is not aware that he's the king's child. A child is not aware that he's the queen's child. A child is not aware of these things unless you start telling them and they become very conscious of such things. A child is just... So a child, the queen's child will play with the children in Collegon. I'll tell you, you let uh, Prince Charles have another baby and bring him to Collegon to play. He'll play very happily. He's not concerned at all. He doesn't think of himself as royalty or as anything special. He just flow around. He'll play Chaskele here. He'll play across the gutter but gutter to gutter, he would do everything. Because a child is very simple and not concerned or conscious of who he is, who they are, who we are, where we are, and so on. Child just flows. And that's why God said, Until, unless you become like that, you can't even be saved. You can't have the Holy Spirit baptism. You can't speak in tongues. Now, you can't enter the ministry unless you're like a child. You have to be so simple-minded relative to God. When God says, you just know that that is it. There's no if, but, what about this, what about that. You can't be, ever be full-time ministry. Anything that is the kingdom of God, to enter it, to go into it, you need simple, childlike behavior and faith to enter. Any higher thing that concerns the kingdom of God, there's that childlikeness that has to come about you. And, and people may even wonder whether you are normal. You know, maybe even wonder, are you crazy? Are you okay? Are you thinking about the future? Children don't think about the future at all. Which child is thinking about the future? No child is thinking about the future. Except you become a child, you can't enter most of the provisions that God has. You, you, can't, you can't receive the administration of the spirit. You can't even have visions. 
You can't have visions. You can't have dreams. You can't ever hear God. Whenever people say, God spoke to me, God spoke to me, I heard God. God spoke. You can't enter such things because you need the simplicity of a child to be able to move into that aspect. You cannot enter the kingdom except you become like a child. So pride is the, the, the greatest killer of all the good things that God has for us. As soon as we become proud, we are shut off and cut off. Things are no more available to us. We are cut off from God's greatest blessings. It's, it's a very, very terrible disease. So as I preach today, I want you to really listen carefully. And, and never say, not me, it's not me, it must be them, it must be him. Always pray for yourself, oh God, oh God, oh God, save me from this thing. Amen. You suffer from pride when you are unthankful. And lastly, you suffer from rebellion when you are unthankful. You become rebellious towards God. You become rebellious towards the Lord. Amen. Now, who are we supposed to be thankful towards or to? The most important people and the most important things we should be thankful for are the things we do not notice because without them, we wouldn't even be able to exist. This is the thing, like water. You know, water, we just use it. We, we would be more concerned if there was no Coca-Cola. But really, if water goes off, man, there's going to be a big problem. If the lights go off, there's going to be an even bigger problem. So, brothers and sisters, the things which are around us and which are just provided, you know, and which we sort of take for granted are often the most important things which we need to be grateful for. For instance, your parents. Without your parents, you would not exist. You would not be who you are. No matter who you are, you would not be who you are without your parents. Your father, your mother, you will probably notice their value most when they are gone. And then as you grow, last year or a couple of years ago, I was at the 80th birthday of my uh, father-in-law, my wife's father. And I was listening to all the speeches that were being given by his children. He has 13 children. And this one would come along and say, you know, when we were young, daddy made us carry cement. He made us do this. He made us work with the laborers. All the children had been laborers before on various construction sites. They had worked as masons. Some had done various things, various hard things. And all of them came to say, they were very grateful. As they grew up and they became parents, some of them, they realized that the training which their father had given to them was actually something that had made them hardworking people. But often, that very valuable quality that you have in your life, you don't know that it's even been given to you by the things your parents have made you go through. We don't appreciate churches. We think churches are just full of pastors who are trying to collect the 
few remaining coins of the widows and the few remaining coins of the poor people in the church to use it to buy expensive cars and drive nice cars in town. That is an unfortunate impression. When one day the church is removed from this earth, when one day the salt is removed from the earth, when one day Christ comes for his bride, that is when we will see the importance of the church. But probably you will never know the importance of the church until the church is actually removed from this earth. One time I was in South Africa and I, and I, I was in a restaurant and I ordered some curry and rice. When the food came, I took one blow. I said, like, what is this? No salt. No salt. They don't cook with salt, apparently. Where, wherever, I don't know whether the whole of that or that place. No salt. That is when I valued my wife's rice. And I realized that just a little salt in my wife's rice was making a whole lot of it. I couldn't eat the food. And I said, what is this kind of expensive place? And the food is so terrible. You, you never know how valuable and how important something is till it's taken off. And then, you know, one day I was sitting with a husband and wife who were quarreling. They were quarreling for a long time. So they came to see me for counseling. So I was, started counseling them. Counseled them one hour, two hours, three hours, still counseling. Four hours, five hours, six hours, seven hours. I was counseling, eight hours. And then... You know, it was now going to beyond midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., when I was counseling. The counseling wasn't getting finished. When I finish with this issue, another one comes. Then we'll be going. Another one comes. Hey! So by morning, I realized that, look, if I don't put two and two together, this counseling will never finish. <laughs> so then I thought of something. I said, Lord, give me some wisdom. And the Lord gave me wisdom. He said, ask them this question. So I asked them. I said, I asked them. I told, I said to the uh, husband. I said, husband, if your wife, I said, was to die now, and I, I said, I want you to imagine it, and you see her, she's dead, she's lying in a coffin, white, with her face like that, and she's lying there quietly. I said, I asked him, think about it. I said, have you thought about it? He said, hmm. He said, hmm. I said, have you thought about it? Hmm. I said, would you be sad? He said, very sad. Very, very sad. I said, really? He said, I'll be very sad. Then I turned to the wife. I said, can you imagine if your husband were to die and he's lying in the coffin? Say, imagine he's wearing his suit like that. You know, when they die, your face sort of develops some new wrinkles. So I said, would you be sad if he was dead? You go back home alone. He's not in the house to cause all these problems anymore. I asked him, would you, would you be sad? He said, very sad. Then I said, that's the end of the counseling now. <laughs> you have now realized that you appreciate each other. You love each other. You want each other. And if you were, one was to be taken away, you will suddenly see how important and how wonderful it has been all these years to have somebody as quarrelsome as you in my house to give me something to do every day. Amen. If you want to know whether something is valuable, imagine if it's gone forever. 
just imagine that it's gone forever. Then suddenly you know, wow, this thing is very, very important to me. And so today as we come to the Lord to say thank you, Lord, God's been good to us as the choir sang. God has been good to us. I believe that God has been kind and good to us. And he wants us not to be forgetful. He wants us not to be deceived. We should not be deceived. Even about little things, don't be deceived. Have you turned to Deuteronomy chapter 8? I haven't told you yet. Oh man. Alright, turn to Deuteronomy chapter number 8. And I'm going to read from verse number 1. I'm going to read a whole chapter and uh, we'll all read together. Well, I'll read and then you follow. Uh, all the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. How many believe you are possessing the land which God has promised for you? Amen. Verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger. Suffer is an old word for allow. You know, suffer the little children to come unto me. Remember? That, that is old English. King James, 16th century English. But it's really, in our modern term, we don't use the word, suffer me to eat. Suffer me, I'm coming. Uh, suffer me to open the door. No, we don't talk. We say, allow me Please allow me to have it. Allow me to rest. We don't say, hey, stop shouting. Suffer me to rest. We, we, we don't talk like that. We say, allow me to rest. All right. So it's an old word, and I want you to get that. Okay. Verse 3. And he humbled me and suffered thee, or allowed thee, to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee to know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Now, Look at me, please, for a moment. This is wonderful because who would say thank you for all these bad experiences? You've walked through the desert for 40 years and you have to say thank you. For what? Something that could have been easier. But brothers and sisters, there are some things that are more valuable to us than even silver and gold. And there are some things we would never learn or believe except we go through certain things. We wouldn't learn them. We wouldn't believe them. We wouldn't know them. And, there are, and the thing is that one of the greatest blessings in this life is for God to make you humble. Some of you have experienced certain things in this life and you've passed through certain wilderness experiences. And they are to humble you. Eh, but if God wants to humble us, can he not preach through the pastor and then we will understand it? And why is he making us uh, suffer like that? God has been preaching to you through the pastor for some time, but you don't understand what he's saying. He's preaching and preaching and preaching and you are not receiving. The pastor is talking and talking. Sometimes I see certain people in their problems and I see them now coming to church and worshiping God in the midst of their problem. And I realize sometimes God tells me and shows me that, look, if it wasn't for this problem, these people wouldn't even be in church. They wouldn't even serve the Lord. If they had not been through some of those crises, there are some people who would not be in church if it were not for their marital crisis. They would not be in church if it wasn't for the childbearing crisis they were having. 
that some people wouldn't be in church if it wasn't for the financial crisis. One man, he gave a testimony how he got saved. He had a large chicken farm. And one day, all the chickens died. And he lost everything. You must have heard these testimonies before. Full gospel businessmen. All his chicken died. Then he repented and he came to God. Another one, he was in his house and armed robbers came to his house and they put a gun to his head and he was there and they took away everything and he was so frightened. I went to his house uh, later and I saw his house. I mean, if you've ever seen a prison that is a prison that is not in Sawam, the whole house is covered with iron rods around the whole house because he, he was so afraid from that experience with the armed robbers. Every the house is covered by iron rods all around, iron bars, different design all around. <laughs> and he said, when they put them, his wife had been praying for him. His wife had been talking to him. He wouldn't listen. And then, when the arm robber put his, the hand, the gun on his head, and he knew our father which art in heaven, he was going. Then he repented and he came. And then he got born again and he started serving the Lord. And he started preaching. So maybe if the arm robber had not come to your house, you would not have come to Christ. And you would have gone to hell. So it's better that the arm robber came and then you repented. I know more than one person who has been saved after arm robbers came. So maybe arm robbers are a new kind of evangelist. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. I know people who are preaching today and they are preaching because arm robbers came to us and they were so frightened after that experience. So maybe God is even using the arm robbers. Look at Ghana. Look at our poverty. We, every, every store is Jesus is alive stores. Christ the Redeemer Enterprise. The Lord is my shepherd bookshop. Christ deliverance uh, uh, at the back of the car. You see El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh. Breakthrough so and so. Every car has a Christian sticker. We are all Christian oriented because you see many of our problems don't have solutions. There is no solution. When you look at your situation, you look at certain situations, there is no solution. So we have to turn to God. So we believe in God. And so our poverty has become our greatest blessing. If I was born in England today, I don't think I would, if I live in England all my life, I don't think I'll believe in God for one moment. I've got a whole lot of cousins who don't believe in God. I've got relatives who bear my name. They don't believe in God. I thank God I was born here. I thank God I didn't go to Harvard. Perhaps if I had gone, I had gone up in America, gone to an American school and an English school and a that school, perhaps today I wouldn't know God. And what shall it profit a man if he shall gain Harvard and, and gain Oxford and gain Cambridge and then he loses his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What can you exchange for your soul? So you realize that sometimes the seemingly bad things are actually put there you know, and they are allowed. He said, I suffered thee. I allowed you to go through. I thank God NDC came to break our walls. NDC government. Through AMA. Because no one could do that except he was working by the government. Fully in control. Sending soldiers and this thing, uh, tractors. 
Where is this bee coming from? Soldiers and tractors and big machinery to come in the night to come and break down a little church's walls and attack a church. Oh, it wasn't a good experience. It's, it's, it's not easy. Somehow I preach and people would tell me after, you know, the things you are saying, please don't say them anymore. You know, and people are afraid in the church. What are you saying? Hey, please. They were afraid for me and they were afraid for the church. People were having dreams. Almost everyone I met had a dream that I was there. A lot of soldiers came to chase me. I had so many dreams like that. It's not easy to feel that you are a target of the people in the castle. It's not easy. It's not easy to be to, to, to know and to feel that you are actually hated by those who are in power and that they've targeted you. It's not easy. But I thank God after going through all that we went through there are certain lessons that I have learned my brother and my sister that no matter how you talk to me and you explain I won't get that lesson. I won't get it. My mind about politicians it's a mind that has come through experience. When I see them performing, I say, you, it's animal farm. That is what you are doing. It's just a matter of time. It's the same thing. I have a certain education, and I thank God for it. Crisis that I have been through have helped me to acquire something more important than gold and silver and diamond. Humility. When people have faced me, and people have accused me. And people have said things. Oh, man. I thought I was a good person. Look at me. Nice, brother. Oh, man. Correcto, perfecto. What else am I doing that is wrong? And then I have people who can stand to my face and dress me down and accuse me and tell me all sorts of things. I say, man, that is me becoming nothing. And I just descend to ground level. And I realize that I'm nothing. Which is the case. Which is the case. So God used that to rid me of false and deceptive thoughts. Because sometimes when things are working well, you begin to think that, yeah, it's because I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm hardworking. You get what I mean? You know? I'm doing the right things. I'm praying. I'm anointed. I'm the, I'm the type that is successful. I'm, I'm that type. Indeed. Indeed. I'm the, I'm the rich type. I'm from the family that is rich. My class, I'm in a certain class. That's why, that's why I said, you, you, you have to come down to ground level before you can even come enter the kingdom of God. No, I say, I'm telling you, I challenge you, call after service, ring, call England and ask the prince of Wales or the queen to send her daughter or her latest grandchild to come to Collegono. I will put the child in, what is the name? Kitson Mills Nursery, just here. And I will put them here to play. You will see them running around like that. You will not know that it's the queen's child. They don't think about all that. But you and I, as soon as our minds begin to think about that, we are cut off. We, we just stay back. <laughs> a, queen doesn't, a, a king doesn't walk like A queen doesn't do this. A king doesn't do this. A princess doesn't. Somebody from the Heward Mills family doesn't do this. Somebody from the Jones family doesn't do this. Somebody from the uh, Oswald family doesn't. Somebody from the so-and-so. Somebody of my stature. Somebody like me. Somebody of, my, of me. Somebody like me. As nice as me. Oh, Suddenly you get cut off. And God is outside and you are somewhere. I thank God for all the experience, all the things I've been through. 
All the many things you've been through. Some of you have been jilted by some brother. The brother proposed to you that he was going to marry you. Then after some time, he also threw you somewhere. And you look at yourself and say, me pa! A nice person like me. I have been used. I have been disposed of. Like toilet paper. The thing pains me, pa. It pains you. It pains you. Thank God. God was bringing you down to ground level. To let you know that with all your beauty and all your lipstick and all your charm and your, you walk and, you know, you're just moving like that and it's like when you're walking as if you don't want your foot to touch the ground. You're walking like a sparrow, you know. <laughs> you're walking around like a sparrow and it's like you're dressing and then when you come to church, the way you say, and your nails and, you know, you are in the Bible. You are in the Bible. The Bible said a woman who, who would not want to put her, her foot on the ground for delicateness. She shall eat her child because her cat, she will eat her child, such a person. It's like you are so great and God has just brought you down to let, to let you know that, hey sister, hey sister, that sweet face you got, I gave you the sweet face. If you want to know, I gave you. You are no different from the Katia seller outside. You are no different from the lady who puts a, a what do you call it on her head and, and, and she walks around and, and she sings you are no different if you like remove the pants from your hair and put a thing on your head you see that you look just like anybody carrying firewood or anywhere I challenge you to remove the pants from your hair we shall see who you really are I challenge you if you say you are a woman remove the pants and come on Sunday One, 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 of, one of our pastors was doing a postmortem on somebody and there was a beautiful lady who had just died I think she was about 20 something or 30 something I think she had just done her, her nails she had just done her hair and she just died in the mortuary she was lying there and there was this well, I don't know whether it's a watchman or whoever was also was lying so she was lying and you see when you're in the mortuary right you are naked like a banana. It's nothing. You are just free of charge moving. Easy, easy, free. Easy freedom. So she was lying like this. And then there was, you see, on a, on a, on a trolley. They put two people on a trolley for one. So she was lying like this. And you see, this maybe the person who she was touching, maybe if she was even in church, she said, oh. So there are some, some of you who come to church and say, hey, the person who was, ah, let me move it. You take your bag. Let me go somewhere else. Ah. Above all power, above all. Hmm. You don't want to say, you are above. Above certain people, above certain communities. But this lady who was above all, she was lying there like that. And then the guy, the man was, I don't know, nobody knows whether it's a watchman or whatever. He was lying. So his legs were where her face was. And then his, 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 his hair, his hair, it was in her mouth like that. Oh, yeah. No, you see, if you think you are somebody, 
Let me take you to the mortuary. Then you will discover that you are nothing. That will say, for what is your life? What are you? You are just a vapor that appears for a while and vanishes away. So when God takes you through an experience which brings you to ground zero, just be grateful. That's why he said, remember, I took you through all those things to humble you, to prove you, to let you come down to realities. To know that, look, the reality is that in all our bigness, in all that we say and we do, we are just flesh. The Bible says, God remember that man was flesh. He was nothing. Dust. Amen. So thank God. He said, the boy, the brother, uh, uh, Joseph, God is teaching you, giving you some virtue. And maybe when you get married to the next person or whoever else comes up, you may discover that in fact, because I had an experience with that other guy, I've realized that this other guy is, is really good. Some people don't even know what they had because some of you say, well, is it better for me to be free like that without any experiences? That I will have no experiences in life and we know him, but then the first person that I'll meet, that will be the one. Which one is better, Pastor. <laughs> Which one is better? <laughs> All of them can work together for good. If you've had a whole lot of people before, when you have something good, you say, you know, I was with Jack, I was with John, I was with James, I was with Jerry, I was with uh, Joel. And when I look at you, you are not bad. When I put two and two, and I remember the way Jerry used to knock me, John used to lash me, this one used to kick me. And you, you just shout. Yeah, I think the shouting is better. <laughs> Give a lot of shout! <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? And then, so, Pastor, what about those of us who have not experienced all these things and then we are just raw and then we are just introduced into the marriage? marriages like that. What should we do? You also, you are blessed because sometimes those who have had all those experiences, they bring those ones into the new marriage and then they start. Kweko used to do this. Why are you not doing? John used to do this. John used to take me to regal restaurant and used to eat with me. You since I married you, even Papa here, you haven't passed there. <laughs> so sometimes it goes the other way. So it's good. All of them are good. But you have to know that God has taken you through every experience. You must thank God and you must learn your lessons well. Learn your lessons well. Learn your lessons well because they are all good for you to help you and to train you. He said, I took you for 40 years. 40 good years to, to develop you. God is developing you. How many are glad that God is working on your life? I'm so glad. You know, sometimes you preach and preach and preach and preach. I preach and preach and preach to one, uh, 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 to some people, and then one of them one day wrote a letter to me and said, I have learned so many things. But the person learned what I have been preaching, but he didn't learn it from my preaching. I preached to that person for at least six years. person didn't learn it. 
Then when the person had certain experience, the person wrote to me and told me, I now understand what you've been saying. I now understand what you are trying to say. I now understand what you are trying to do. I think what you are doing is the right thing. Thank you for continuing to preach. Thank you for not stopping what you were saying. Because sometimes you can preach and preach, but you need to go to the school of hard knocks. Amen. Now, verse 4, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 4, we are still reading. Thy raiment wax not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. Some of you, when you woke up this morning, you, you, you were not thankful for clothes. Because you thought you should have clothes. These things are common in my ministry. You know, one pastor was talking somewhere and something was happening and he said, these things are common in my ministry. These things are common. You, you think clothes are normal. It's not normal to have clothes. Pastor, you know when I stop at a traffic light and I see these little uh, Somalian children coming to the car, you know who I think of? I think of my children. I think I could have been, I could have been there. One day I saw, I saw a, a little one. I said, my God, that could be my child. That could be me. So you today, you are in the house of the Lord, sitting there looking so nice and in the church and everything looks okay. You should thank God. And, and that's why God reminds you sometimes of the little things that that clothes that you have, it's his grace, my sister. It's his grace. It's his grace. The fact that you even wear clothes. Who ever thought of getting mad? One day I saw a, a, a lady, I was in Takradi, and I was walking on the road praying early in the morning. And as I walked along, I saw somebody come in a brown t-shirt. And as I was going, I was walking, it was quite early in the morning, so, and I was just praying. As I was going, I said, no, this, this is not a man, it's a woman. And as I was coming, I realized that the brown t-shirt it was not a brown t-shirt, but it was brown skin. And, and, and this lady was totally 100% stark naked. Totally mad. And as I was walking, she was also walking. Only two of us on the road. And she was walking this way, and I was also walking. And I said, Makota, Besepola, Deva, Baba. And I passed by her. And as I passed, I said, my God. My God. Have you ever thought why you are, you are mad? Or you are not the type who goes mad, eh? The type who goes mad is not you, isn't it? Do you know why people go mad? Do you think they plan to go mad? Then I took my wife and children. We're coming back to Accra. And then those of you who know Takradi, we drove to, towards um, uh, the state transport yard on the main road. And then when we got there, there was a traffic light. And I stopped. Then I just turned my head to my right. To my right. That's in, almost in the center of town. And there she was again. The lady that I saw at a quiet road, she had come to town, center of town, and she was buying um, bullfrog. And she would stand at the bullfrog seller, and the bullfrog seller would take two bullfrogs and give to her. Then the juice that they used to make the bullfrog, what do you call it? The butter or whatever. She, she would put it inside the bag, uh, this thing, and tie it like some milk, and she gave it to her. And then she took it. And, she, and then she took it, and she continued going to town. You are, you are not that type, you see. When you wake up, thank God. He said, you better remember that your foot did not swell. Your mind, you don't lose your mind. Some of you have been through things that people lost their mind. One pet boyfriend that left them, they almost went crazy. You have been left by three and you are still moving around. Verse 5, thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord has chastened thee. 
Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God. Now listen, this is now thanksgiving for the past and God is saying now that you've been through certain things, for all that you've been through, now God is saying you're going to go through some more, some good things. He says, for the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land in the year 2002. How many believe you are coming into a good land in the year 2002? A land of brooks of water and fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills. Oh, I see you having fountains in your houses. A land of wheat and barley, vines and fig trees and pomegranates, and a land of oil, olive and honey. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. How many have eaten and you wish there was more, but there was no more? Raise up your hand. You wish there was more of this. How many have eaten meat and you felt the meat was too small? How many have eaten stew and wish the stew was more? There was more chicken in the soup. But then they gave you a small part. 70% of what you had was bones. And you were chewing it. But I see a time coming when chicken will be on your left and beef will be on your right and the pigs will be running in front of you and ducks will be all around you without scarceness. It shall come to pass. I remember when my wife and I got married, there were times we would come to church, we didn't have money. We would put together coins and various things and go and buy something to cook on Sunday in the afternoon. Oh, God. Verse 9. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, and thou shalt not lack any, anything in it. <laughs> oh, man. People like Tolio. They like Tolio. Christians. Oh, man. Verse 10. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given thee. Amen. Are you going to bless the Lord when he blesses you? Verse 12 or verse 11. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full, then now, and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein. Some of you don't have any house to stay now. One day, God will bless you. And you, when you lie down in your house, you realize that you are in your own house. When you have built your goodly houses, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to have what you have. Verse 13, when thy heads and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied. God is going to multiply your silver and gold in the year 2002. There are some of us here, if 2000 gets missing, it's a major situation that is coming. There will be a crisis in the house. If 5000 cities is missing, there's going to be a major search. You will call in serious fraud office, BNI, to come and search for the 5,000. But the time is coming when God will be, you, you'll be counting dollars. I said, you'll be counting dollars. Five million crowns will be missing, crowd. you won't even 
You know, you don't know it's, it's five million missing or it's three million missing. You will not be sure. Those who believe it, like children, shall receive it in Jesus' name. Keep watching like video. Those who believe are moving in. I tell you. I said, those who believe are moving in really. Beware. Verse 14, then thine heart be lifted up. Oh, man. And thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, who led thee through great and terrible wilderness, bad things, fiery serpents, scorpion, drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna. It wasn't good, but the Lord was with you in all those hard times. With thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee again and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. Verse 17. Listen up. Notice, this is the most important. He says, and thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers. And it shall be that as thou, if thou do forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. Anybody who forgets God will perish. As the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face, so shall you perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Amen. Please, as we come to the end of this service, listen carefully. God wants to really bless you. And I know why God wants to bless you. We, we read it. He says, for it is the Lord who gives you power to get wealth. Why? 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 That he may establish his covenant. His covenant is his word. God's business on this earth is establishing his word throughout the nations. As I stand here, I'm responsible for sending people all over the world, all over our country, and to make sure that the gospel is preached and taught and trained and set up and all sorts of things. And God is going to bless people in this congregation. And he's going to make you rich. He's going to deliver you from fiery serpents in the wilderness. He's, he's going to take you through a stage of humility. And he's going to bring you to a good place. And when he does, you are not supposed to forget. Now, what, are, what is the mistake? People forget. And then they say quietly in their hearts, My strength and the power of my own hand has gotten me what I have. How many people I have, how many ungrateful people I have met? Even pastors. There are pastors who were not pastors till they came into my life. And I trained them to be pastors. And at a point, when they were great men of God, they forgot even that I trained them. And that they would not, not even have been in the ministry, perhaps, if I had not trained them. But they forgot. And it's so common. So what I'm preaching about, if you think that it's for somebody, I'm talking about you. Oh yeah. It's so common. So sometimes it's scary to be blessed. I am always praying for myself because I am blessed. I am afraid that I may be proud without even knowing it. I'm always praying for myself about it. I'm all, that's why I always thank God for some of any trials or situations I've been through. I'm always thankful to God because it, I've noticed that it makes me humble. It makes me 
cool. And I know that God is at work. I'm always thankful. Brothers and sisters, as the Lord blesses you, don't be ungrateful. Remember why God is making you wealthy. I am telling you very clearly in no uncertain terms. God is making you wealthy so that you will support the work of God. In fact, maybe you didn't understand it that way. God is making you wealthy so that you will support the church financially. I, I don't think you got it that way. Let me find another way of saying it. God is giving you money so that you will give some of that money to support the work in a big way. As he has blessed you in a big way, you help the work of God in a big way. I don't think you, you still got it. How else can I say? God is going to make you rich so that you make the church rich. Did you get, did you get that one? Yeah. But you see, the Bible says when goods are increased, they are increased that eat them. Everybody who has money or has something always has, he will tell you, you know, uh, unfortunately, I have to do this. Uh, unfortunately, I'm tired. I'm committed to this. Unfortunately, this. Unfortunately, that. And then they don't end up giving. One day, somebody came to pay his tithe. He paid more than 100 million CDs tithe. More than 100 million CDs tithe. And I said, and I, I told my administrator, I said, you know what? Write a letter and say thank you. I said, and then when, when I said thank you to the fellow, the fellow said, oh, why are you saying thank you? I mean, this is just my tithe. My tithe does not belong to me. It belongs to God. And I said to him, listen, there are many people in the church, if God were to bless them with one billion, they would not give hundred million CDs. I don't think you are understanding what I'm trying to say. You think about it, if God were to give you one billion CDs, some of you would say, uh, how, how much would you like to give to the Lord initially, as an initial payment? One million. Hey, you are very wicked, though. So how much would you want to give the Lord? 10 million, isn't it? 10 million sounds reasonable. Doesn't it sound, other does it not sound reasonable? It's like 10 million. It sounds reasonable. I mean, you somebody who gives 10 million. People give 10 million. Brother, when we walk around in our build, building there, he came back, he just wrote a check, take 10 million. He said, I'm so impressed with the building. Carry on doing the work. Amen. But this brother gave, gave more than 100 million. I don't even want to talk about, talk, say what he gave. And I, and I said, I said to him, thank you. Because I know the whole lot of people, if they had one billion CDs, one billion is a thousand million. And a thousand million, one tenth of a thousand million is how much? It's a hundred million. Yeah. I've had several people giving large amounts of money to the church. And I'm always thankful to God. And I said, God blessed you. And you remembered to say thank you to the Lord. And remember, but not everybody does that. People will give 10 million and say, take this as an initial payment and we'll be sorting out. I mean, various things will be sorting out. And as we go, we'll be giving donations. We know you're always doing fundraising. That We've been watching you for some time. You know, we, we know you're always doing fundraising. And, you know, an opportunity will come for us to give uh, again. So you take 10 million for now. And then we'll top it up. Five, two, one, three. Take it like that. Church, it's a ch church, you didn't have too much. Pastors, you know, we don't, we don't want to give you too much money so that you uh, become confused and, you know. Some of you may not live in Ghana in the future. Many Ghanaians don't live in Ghana as time goes by. And you'll be, hey, I'm earning this thing. Pounds. Pounds telling. Remember God when you are earning pounds one day. Remember God when you are earning dollars one day. 
Remember God. We need to be thankful. Every state you are in, you need to look and say, what I have is good. Even the hardness is good for you. It's been good for you. I said it's been good. My father didn't look after me. It's been good for me. It's been good. My mother didn't look after me. It's been good. My father died early. It's, it's been good. I met a man, he told me, he said, if my, he said my father died when I was in my mother's stomach. My, my father died. He said, my father was traveling to uh, Axim and he died. And he became a famous surgeon. And he told me, maybe if my father had lived, I would not have had the seriousness to go to school and to achieve so much as I did. I don't know. In all things, give thanks. For this is the will of God. Let's remember God as we are blessed. Let's remember what we said when we were not blessed. Oh, Lord. How many have made a promise? Oh, Lord. If you give me, Lord. Oh, how many of you feel if God were to give you one billion, you remember him right now. You remember him. Ah, it feels that way. That many are given. But I see God giving billions. Today is a, this, today is a, a day of the release of billions. I say the release of billions into your life. I say the release of billions into your life. Amen. God will do it. God will do it. I remember many years ago, I went to uh, Bishop Duncan Williams. I was chatting with him, and I said to him, Bishop, there are no important people in my church. I said to him, nobody has a car in my church. Many years ago, our church was in the classroom. I was a student. And he said, no, don't worry. You see these people? They will all grow up, and they will become the big people in your church. And it's happened. The people that I have been with. One day I called one of my mates. I said to him, listen, I need more than 100 million to do the work of God. He said, no problem. Give it to me. I was in school with him. I called and I said, look, we need this. So I said, I told him where to pay it. He paid it. Oh, yeah. These are the big people I can call. I can call that brother tomorrow and tell him I need $20,000. He'll give it to me. I don't, I'll not even feel anything about it. He knows me. I've known him for so many years. He knows what I'm up to. And I know what he's up to. Oh, yeah. The same people who were, I was with him when he bought his first car. He couldn't drive. He bashed his car. He didn't know how to drive. It was a very old car. Struggling along. I remember one brother, I was, I was driving with him one day. And then as I was driving, I realized he was quite slowly like this. Then suddenly, then ah! he parked the car. I said, I'm coming. Then he got out of the car. Then he ran. Then he got to them and he picked something. I was wondering, what is this guy doing? And he ran back. Then he came and he sat in the car. Then he showed me money. As he was driving, he was looking for money on the road. As he was driving, he was looking for money on the road. I mean, the guy was so poor. And he told me, I always find money around this place. <laughs> and you know, he said, I'll give you half of what I got. <laughs> I said, oh, it's okay. You are blessed. But God blessed this brother. I said, God bless this brother. This same brother who was looking. God established him. One day we, we had a need. And I called my pastor where he was. I said, tell this past brother 
that we need help, should help. When they asked him, he immediately, he just gave him $20,000. Just said, said, God has been good to me. Bless you. Just use it for whatever you need. No, 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 anything. Just take it. Easy. Easy remembrance. I said, easy remembrance. Some of you, you are so forgetful and so wicked. When God blesses you, you forget. Even your wife, you've forgotten how she struggled with you before you came to where you are. And now you are, your eyes are on the sparrows and the crows that are walking around. And you've forgotten the one who, the pimples that she has on her face because of her sufferings. The days that they were not giving her, you were not giving her good food. She struggled with you and you forget. Don't forget. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget. Don't forget when you proposed and when you saw her. I often remember the time I proposed and where I saw her and how beautiful she was and how beautiful she still is today. And I look and I realize that when I to go back years in time and I'm to see her again, I would still choose the same person. That's all easy. Easy. Everybody say easy. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Remember. I said, now she has changed. Her hair has become big and then when she's moving, she's too distant like that. I don't like it. Listen. Please remember. Cast your mind back and remember. Remember what you said. I love you. I'm dying. You were dying then. Now you say she's killing you. Remember. Remember. When you remember, you will not be deceived. Remember you said, I will. I take you as my husband, as my wife, as my this, as my... Remember. Remember. Remember the words you spoke. When we are saying the vows, we teach the people, remember. Remember what you are saying. So that one day you will not become proud. Now that I'm a big man, I must have girlfriends because every big man has girlfriends. And now my wife has changed. She will change. They are made to change. They are females. They are, their bodies are this. They have a large percentage of their bodies fat. Adipose tissues. That's why their bodies are soft. They are intended to put on weight. It is, you are supposed to put on 12 kilos. Imagine if I was to put on 12 kilos. I would become a Goliath. And then they are supposed to lose it after. But it's not easy to lose it. Remember. Remember when God blesses you. I've seen too many people crying like that. I remember when I, when I was with my husband. I was with my husband in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in, in America for 17 years. I was with my husband and I helped him. I did this. I did, and today, 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 today. People who forget are wicked. They are proud. They are deceived. And they are rebellious. Don't forget. Some of you got saved in this church. One day, if you are not in this church, don't insult me. Because maybe if I had not been here, you would not have gotten saved. Your life may not have been like this. You know, you know, you know yourselves. You may have been wild, wild. We don't want to think about it. You would have been wild. But thank God. Thank God. I always remember. One day, I remember. Today is Thanksgiving Day, so listen, one day I remember we were coming from a canteen. We had a match. 
who were coming to this place, our first Sunday, first day. And I wore the banner of the church like a cloth. And I was dancing. I danced from Kolebu to this place. And one day I was somewhere and we were watching a video. And somebody looked at me and said, Hey, you were very emotional. <laughs> I said, It must have meant a lot to you. And I said, Yes, it meant a lot to me. From where I came from, I remember. I remember how the Lord lifted me up when everybody rejected me and made me a pastor. When everybody ruled me out, God ruled me in. And I became a minister. And God has blessed us with the church. I'm grateful. It means a lot to me. And I will dance before the Lord. I will jump before the Lord. I will give the Lord offerings. I will remember God. I will remember how he brought me to where I am. I will not forget. May God help me not to forget. And may God help you never to forget where he brought you from and how he brought you to where you are. Lift up your hand and thank him right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you so much in the name of Jesus for your great blessing, Lord. Your great blessing, Lord. Your great blessing, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet as we close this service. Father, we thank you so much in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to the Lord. I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you quickly. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift it up high. Maybe somebody invited, I see your hand, I see your hand. Maybe somebody invited you, but in your heart, you know that you don't know God. You don't know Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. Lift it up high. Bless you. All right. If you've lifted up your hand, I want you to come to the front quickly. We are going to pray with you. Come, come from where you are standing, way at the back there. Come quickly. Come from wherever you are standing. Come, come, come very quickly God bless you if you lifted your hand pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus wonderful 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 all right who is very good God bless you God clap for them as they come clap for them as they come to the Lord very good very good very good God bless you God bless you God bless you. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning I come to you just as I am. Today, I want to know you. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. Wash me, Lord Jesus, in the blood of Jesus. I receive Christ as my master and my savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember... God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.